Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today. We're taking a little ride out to East Texas today <laughs> to talk with my friend, artist, Amy Hayde Spence, who is a fabulous mosaic sculptor and uh, is doing some really, really cool things with glass. You're going to love to hear her story. But like a lot of folks, spent a lot of time in her life trying to make it happen, <laughs> being frustrated with not seeing the results in her life, spiritually, artistically, in business that she wanted to. She kind of spent a lot of years kind of floundering around and just being frustrated until the Lord began to show her how the kingdom worked. Uh, she has really got a great, great story about how the Lord began to teach her, not only through the, the mentoring program, but all through just through her own journey, how the kingdom of God works and how to really connect with the assignment that he had on her life. And now she's really just experiencing thriving on a whole new level, which is so encouraging for me. And I know it's going to be encouraging for you as well. Now, one of the things that Amy talks about quite extensively in her interview is the role of community in her journey and talking about how meeting other artists who love Jesus, who are on the journey to thriving artistically, spiritually in their business, how that was a real game changer for her and has really continued to be a major source of inspiration in her life. And that's what I want to let you know about a really special opportunity that is going on right now. It's the opportunity to pre-register for our Thriving Christian Artists Conference coming up March 2020 right here outside Asheville, North Carolina. It's going to be an incredible weekend experience for artists of every artistic medium from all over the country. We'll have people internationally, all of America, Canada, coming together for a whole weekend to talk about what it means to thrive artistically, spiritually, and in business. There's going to be opportunities for networking. There's going to be opportunities to hear some of the best speakers out there in marketing, in healing and wholeness in your spiritual life, in developing your own artistic practice, in helping you go to the next level. The great thing is it's open to anybody. You don't have to be a member of the Created to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program. Anybody can come to the Thriving Christian Artist Conference, and we want to invite you to be a part. Now, here's the deal. Every time we do a conference, <laughs> thankfully, it fills up very quickly. And so what we've started doing over the last few years is we've started doing a pre-registration process. What you can do is you can go right now into the show notes of this podcast, click on the link that that talks about the pre-registration for the conference, and just pre-register your name. What that's going to do is two things. Number one, it's going to guarantee you first dibs to be able to, to register uh, at the end of October when registration actually opens. It's going to give you first dibs before we open it to the public, all right? This will almost guarantee you <laughs> a place at the conference uh, so that you can register before we let it go to the public. The second thing is this. When you pre-register, you're going to have the opportunity to get $100 off. There's a $100 early bird discount 
for those people who pre-register. So listen, this is a no-brainer, right? Go right now to the link in the show notes, pre-register for the conference. That's going to get you then uh, sent an email. It'll send you an email immediately with all the details for the conference, um, all the costs, all the dates that you need, transportation things, frequently asked questions, all that's going to be in the email when you pre-register. So be sure to do that today. You'll be learning more about the Thriving Christian Artists Conference coming up, but trust me, you don't want to miss it. All right, so go right now and pre-register. Now, before we get to uh, my interview with Amy Hayde Spence, I want to just give, of course, a great shout out to one of my podcast listeners. This one is from General John, listening over on iTunes, and it says, fantastic resource, Matt. Love, love, love Matt Tommy's podcasts, mentoring program, and Facebook communities. Matt is always relevant, relatable, and brimming with revelation. He touches on both the spiritual and practical aspects of creating art. For those who are pursuing uh, art as a career, uh, his teaching is invaluable. Well, General John, thank you so much for that. It's a huge encouragement to me. Let's me and our team know that what we're doing matters and uh, lets me know that there are people every day joining this army of artists that God's raising up all over the world. So thank you so much for uh, for that heartfelt review. Listen, if you're a regular listener to the podcast and you've not taken the time yet to subscribe and review the podcast, please take a minute and do that right now. You can just hit pause right now on the podcast, scroll down to the bottom and uh, find the little, the little link that says write a review and just write your review in there and submit it. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll give you a shout out here on one of the podcast episodes coming up. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to get out of the way and you're going to love this interview coming up with my friend, mosaic and sculpture artist, Amy Hayde Spence. Well, hey, everybody, I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today. I've got my friend Amy Hayde Spence with me all the way from East Texas. I'm so glad that you're with me today. (laughs) Matt, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here, and I just appreciate being a part of it. Absolutely. I always love all my Texas people because we have a good time. Even though I'm not from Texas, we're still Southern, and we can still act like we're family. So <laughs> hallelujah. That's right. <laughs> Amy, you have such a unique uh artistic expression and that sort of thing. Kind of give everybody an idea of who you are, what you do and, and that sort of where you are in the world. So Okay. I am in deep East Texas, thank the Lord. I moved away for a time and so I'm thrilled to be back home where <laughs> where I was raised. Um I actually started out I am a stained glass fine art stained glass mosaic artist and just going into sculpture work with that. So when I lived in the panhandle of West Texas, I was sketching and drawing and I wasn't doing mosaics, but I was around the New Mexico area. And so I just fell in love with that color. And so that was a big part of me just falling in love with what I do now. Um, I was tickled to be able to go with the U S national chorus as a soloist over in Europe when I was about 20. And I, I'd always seen mosaics here as like cracked pots and, you know, kind of cheesy things. But I went to these beautiful European churches and I just was blown away by these mosaics. I just couldn't believe they were everywhere, you know? And so, um, but at the time I never thought, okay, you could do that. You know, it was just, it just was in my mind so much. 
Um, Cause there's not a so, whole lot of fine art mosaic work in East Texas. If I'm that's there. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we were just you in gotta, Romania, you know, earlier in the year and it was the same thing. And these churches in Romania, you're in, and in Budapest too. You're like, Oh my gosh. I mean, unbelievable that it would take. You sent me one. That was so beautiful. What yeah, you saw, yeah. that was beautiful. Well, yeah. you're right. In East Texas, you got to kind of hunt them down. You know? So, um, <laughs> So that was like in 1990. And then years later, I always know how long I've done mosaics because my son is 18 and I started doing them. I decided that my first project would be a dining room table in stained glass. And so <laughs> I'm kind of a go big or go home girl. And so, so I remember having to put him in his high chair across far enough to where I wouldn't speckle him with shards of glass and yet have him close enough to be able, he was six months old. And so really that was my first, uh, I'd done pottery, I'd done sketching, I'd done different things and glass just stuck with me. It just, it, it's, um, you know, you either love a medium or you don't. And that yeah. was, it was challenging, but I absolutely fell head over heels in love with it. So now when you started out doing your art, did you automatically have an idea that you're going to be selling it or was it mostly just hobby for you and you're giving it away or how did that work? Well, I mean, I think I've always wanted to be an artist. I think I always knew that was a part of me, but I don't know as a young mother, if I had that belief system, as far yeah. as, um, I just wanted it. I just wanted it. We really became, it was a, you know, you talk about this a lot in the program, but it was really that I needed it and I couldn't afford it. And so let's just create it, you know? Yeah. And so it was more so in the beginning, so that I could have the pretties in my home that I wanted to be able to um, create myself for, for my home. But yeah. um, it, so it, it, it definitely evolved itself from there as far as um, from the beginning anyway. That's the way I started out too, making baskets. I just made them for fun and I'd have them in the house. And, but then Tanya would get mad at me because every now and then I'd have a show and I'd go collect everything that I had made. <laughs> and, <laughs> And take it out and sell it. She's like, would you just please not put these out because I'm trying to decorate and you know, you're going out and selling them. I'm like, we got to sell these things, you know, there's no use of them just sitting around for me. So that's oh, funny. So as you started as you started thinking, you know, about becoming more of an artist and, and that sort of thing more seriously, I know one of the things you said in the past is that you really didn't have kind of a strategy for how to make that work. So what were you doing just kind of trying to feel it out the best way you knew how, or did you have a mentor or somebody that you were looking to for advice or? Well, you know, even when I felt like things were, I'll tell you a little bit about coming back to East Texas. I had been uh, in a really hard time in my life and I moved back home and you know how, when you tell God, I will not do this. This yeah. is not what I'm, you know? <laughs> so God, I told God I'll never work at a bank. And God was like, Ha ha, you're going to work at a bank. <laughs> so my first job coming back, I'd been in financial advising a little bit and I, and I was at the bank and I was miserable and it wasn't reflection of the bank so much as just, uh, it wasn't my path, you know? Yeah. So I truly had a God moment where, um, I was like, okay, Lord, if you just, if you just want me to stop you know, dreaming about this, just make the dream go away. It sounds pitiful, but I really meant it because I was staying up till three o'clock in the morning, every morning, just exhausting myself. Yeah. Um, Cause it's frustrating when you don't see the dream coming yes, to pass. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I and so 
I literally went back to the bank and a call that was supposed to come in for the receptionist, I answered because she was busy and someone said, uh, I do mosaics and someone's told me there's a mosaic artist here and I'm trying to find her. I was like, okay, God, <laughs> you're not a cruel God, you know, so I don't know what this is about. That was right after I'd gone to lunch and been so sad. And so two weeks later, my land had sold that I had been breaking my back to make the payments on and I had equity and I opened up my studio. And so that was in 2012, which was a thrill, which was led me to be able to study in Israel with mm -hmm. mosaics and be able to see all of Jerusalem. It was just amazing. But um, I, I went on to exhibit at the national finals rodeo, but with all that, I was still just not consistently going the way I wanted to go. And I was frustrated all over again because here God's given me the dream. I felt like that was total confirmation. And, you know, Bishop Jakes is one of my favorite pastors in the world. And he said, when the arrow is pulled away from its target, it causes tension, great mm -hmm. tension. But when it's released, it causes great momentum. And that's exactly where I was at. Yeah. But after all that, I was just still feeling like, what's wrong? What, yeah. What's going on where you can't figure this out? And I knew I had the tenacity. I knew I had a relationship with the Lord and it still wasn't happening the way I needed it to. And Did so, that, I mean, I've talked to so many people. I know my story too. When you, you're doing everything you can to love Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you know, keep it in the road, as we say, you know, to do the things that you're, that you're supposed to be doing. And at the same time, it's not working out or not progressing in a way that you, you think it should, or even at all, not just not the way you sh you should that does not only have an effect on you, but it has an effect on how you view God and how you, I mean, Absolutely. was that true for you? Your, your spiritual relationship too, it kind of gets tense. Like, okay, what is going on here? Absolutely. That whole striving thing, you know, that was going on big yeah. time because I was like, Lord, I'm working hard and I was having some successes, but I was just thinking, this is not what thriving looks like, Lord. This is not what I know you know, there were times in my life that I had way more than a mustard seed full of faith. And then there were times where I was just going, okay, Lord, I don't know what's going on. And so, um, I kind of felt like, so in, in that enters, I go to a, a, a mentor program that I paid a substantial amount of money and I respected the mentor of that program tremendously. It was just a very liberal minded program and I just wasn't a fit for it. And so here I've invested more money and I'm still feeling frustrated. Mm. So that felt worse because yeah. I thought, okay, girl, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, why, why are you not, I wasn't mad at God. I was upset at myself that like, right. what are you not hearing from the Lord? It's one thing to be frustrated. It's another thing to be frustrated and paying for it. Right. That's right. That's right. It's like, hello. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this are, there's lots of time. There's lots of money, sure. all those kind of things. Cause mosaics take forever here. I've invested in this program. And so, boy, I was really, really frustrated at that point. And yeah. so, um, someone told me about your podcast and oh, wow. I had no idea that you had a mentor program until I listened to that podcast. 
Now that and must because you've been in the mentoring program about a year, so that must have been just after I started the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so Matt, I'm telling you, when I saw the light bulb came on, it's like when I knew I had tons of work to do in the program, I instantly knew, oh, okay. I mean, and I don't know if I can even put that into words as far as there's, there's too much to be able to tell in that, but I felt such clarity. I felt such hope and I was renewed in my spirit over that because you can handle anything, even if you know you've got years ahead to kind of work on this, this or that, you know, you can really stay encouraged when you've got hope that, okay, I see the path again. Yeah. It, it was, it was almost like the path went dark for me as far as, and not in a dreary kind of way, but just, well, what do I go? Where do I go next? You know? Yeah. And so, um, I felt like my relationship with the Lord through that was, you know, how, as a Southern girl, when you're in a conversation and the conversation goes quiet and you kind of fill in the blank cause you're just like filling in that empty space. Right. I was kind of doing that with the Lord. I was kind of like, okay, God, but, but what about this? You know? And I, I felt like he was telling me, girl, you need to be still. Okay. You need to, you need to settle down and just listen to me. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, I, through that, I limited my palate, you know, I've been in mosaic. So I thought, well, I am staying in one lane. I'm not going all over the board, but I was all over the board in mosaics. Mm. And so something I was frustrated about is I was doing these huge pieces and yet I like to be out with people and I'm a director of arts for a kids aspiring to dream a mentorship program for kids. Oh, cool. And so with that and other people, I like to be out there talking to, you know, different people and I couldn't get enough pieces made. And so, you know, we talked about the little garden stones that I've started yeah or the garden clubs and things. And so limiting my palate and being able to just kind of hone in, uh, measuring things. I was always, I always listened to the big leadership books about goals and goal setting, but I wasn't setting the goals, you yeah. know? And so, and I didn't really even know how to define that in a way that I, that I needed to. So it's just helped tremendously. That's so good. I think even though, I'm hearing, you know, you're not, it's not like you're not busy right now. I mean, you got a lot going on and, but it's like the stress level has come way down. The striving has come way down. Right. Talk about that dynamic because I mean, I think that can't, it's not like, see, I think a lot of people have this idea that, well, when God busts in and starts running this thing, all I got to do is just sit back and, and ride, you know, and it's like, well, no, you are in a place of receiving, but at the same time, you're out there as well, co-laboring with him. You're, I always say, you know, you can't steer a parked car. I mean, so right. you, got, you got to be driving, you got to be out there doing that thing. And so talk about the momentum that you're feeling, because you are starting to see some incredible things happen in your work, but it's without the striving and without the, all the pressure that's been there before. Absolutely. And that's such a balance too, because you're, like you're saying, you can't sit back. I mean, when I do a piece, I, I try to, uh, my goal now has been to cut 500 pieces a day, which I kind of explain that online. If I'm actually going to put 500 pieces of hand cut glass on a piece, that means I've cut each piece about five to 10 times to make it fit. Mm. So that's 25 to 5,000 cuts a day when you think of to get a piece done. The, the piece that I'm working on right now will reveal soon. And 
if I just sat back and thought, well, heck fire, you know, we'll just try to get this done when we can. <laughs> I'd never get finished with it because I've got, I've got a lot of hours to get done this week, but at the same time, I am resting in it now. I am yeah. able to kind of sit back and be able to just say, okay, I, I look at it much more in a calm state because I can just say, this is what I need to get done. The, you know, the three by three and the five by five that you talk about in the program, yeah. I think that's a great thing because you can get so overwhelmed with bigger goals that you just can't even, that was my problem. I'd get overwhelmed with my list that I would make and then I couldn't even tackle the list before. Yeah. So, yeah. I think breaking things down in manageable pieces for so many of us is so, in, so important. And then at the end of the day, being able to release that to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I've done my part. I've invited you into this. I'm doing everything I can. Now I'm going to release the results to you, knowing that you're faithful to do That's what right. you do, you know, to bring the wind on the offering, if you will, bring the, right. to bring the fire on the altar. You know, I'm, I'm putting it up there. You do what you're going to do with it now. And, I've just found over the years, and I know like you just, you know, are doing things at the Gaylord Center and all that. It's like, I know that when, when God does something, he can do so much more with so much less <laughs> than, than all my striving and trying to make it happen could ever do, you know? Absolutely. That's what's happened this year. It's, I got my first real publication with the County Line magazine. They did a blog spot, um, and then they'll be doing a full feature on me in November. And I'm just coming off Gaylord. Um, and then I have several fall shows um, that are, they're happening, but it, that wasn't me at all. You know, that I know, I know that without a shadow of a doubt that that was the Lord just bringing his favor and the community of created to thrive has helped me so much because I mean, I met some fantastic ladies at mastermind that, you know, <laughs> that the right when the, the doors opened, I went right dead center to the, to the room and it just brought all these progressive ladies and about, you know, 80% of them were Texans. And so, you know, it was, we, it was we a just, loud table. We'll just say that. It was a loud table. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I met some of my best friends at that table and, and we're constantly behind the scenes going, what about this? What do you think? And to be able to have that Christian atmosphere, oh, yeah. it made all the difference in the world for me because I did not speak the language of, artists that aren't it's not that we're projecting everything as you know we are christian artists but we we speak a language that we understand you know it's just yeah. it's just a commonality that just helps so much so well, i think just a very real reality you know you know this my mother-in-law nancy who runs the back end of our uh, a lot of the admin for our mentoring program she lives what 20 miles from you i mean you yeah know, <laughs> and so we were at we were talking about this before on the call but um, I was out there, Tanya and I and Cameron, we were out there and every time they say, let's go ride somewhere, it's like an hour and a half to get to civilization. Cause I mean, you're in the country. I mean, you know, I think we're right. in, the country, in the mountains, but like y'all are in the real country. And I'm, I, as we were riding down the road out there, I said, you know, this is why, cause I'm looking, we're in these little towns. I mean, like no stoplights, just a, a half a stop sign, you know, and we're driving out there. And I said, this is why community is so important in created to thrive because so many people wherever they are in the world that are in the program don't have anybody absolutely that gets them and you know i get that for you that you know to be able to i know that y'all are starting to gather now 
out there every month (laughs) (laughs) once a month and having lunch together and all that and it's like it pulls people out of their of their shell of their little they've been in and says hey there's people that are not only around the world but there's people that are right here in your neighborhood and that's just been such an encouragement i know absolutely because we've just made it i said look we're going to set the date and if people can come that's great we don't really try to make it where everybody because you'll never get it done, you know? And so we just do it once a month and the conversations we have at those tables, everybody just really gets restored. And even, even if we're in the program, it's sometimes good to just see somebody face to face and it's just an extension of it. So it helps us. And, And another thing we've started is we found some, some Facebook pages where we're sharing local shows. And so, I found out several shows that I didn't know anything about that were in my back pocket, you know? Awesome. And so it's, yeah. It was community within community, which yeah. you know, I love that. I love that. So, well, Amy, it's so exciting for me and for our team. And, you know, we hear stories and, but to see your face and to hear what God's doing in your life, it's awesome. And I know folks are going to want to follow what you're doing, your artwork and all that kind of stuff, your journey as an artist. So where's the best place for, for them to be able to, to find you online on. Uh, okay. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm just under Amy Hayde spent studios. That's long. <laughs> <laughs> and then my webpage is getting a little beauty makeover, but it'll be back on in a couple of days. And it's just Amy Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for, for being a part of the podcast today and, and sharing your story. I know it's going to be a huge encouragement to everybody that's listening. So well, Thanks. Matt, thank you so much for what you've done for all of us. I tell you, our, our lives are forever changed by what we've experienced in this. So I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for all of us. Well, you are certainly welcome. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.